Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Cast Dice, the podcast that explores the great big wild world of tabletop gaming that exists today. It has been said a couple times, mainly on this podcast, that we are in the middle of a gaming renaissance. There are just too many good games out there that we can spend our hobby time and our hobby dollars on. It can lead to a serious case of not knowing what to play next. And I guess that's the purpose of this podcast, to talk about the games that my guests and I have been playing, uh, or the games that my guests my guests have written, or to talk about big industry events that have happened uh, recently. Now, in often cases, uh, 2020, um, there haven't been a lot of big events to talk about. Uh, but I wanted to take a second at the end of 2020 to talk about uh, a game, uh, the game that uh, had 2020 been a normal gaming year probably would have been the game I played the most. And weirdly, because in the last couple of days I've actually had a chance to play three games, is sadly one of the games I've played most in 2020. Uh, given that I played a lot of games once or twice and there hasn't been a lot of gaming, I thought it would be good to revisit Marvel Crisis Protocol now that I've played a bit and, um, yeah, just talk about sort of gaming in the year of 2020, I guess. But anyway, Happy New Year, everyone. But before we go on, of course, I have to have my guest on. He was on the last time we talked about MCP. He has been on this show and several of my other ones in the past. Of course, I'm talking about Jeremy from the great state of California. How you doing, brother? Welcome back. I'm doing good. Uh, you know, hunkering down, uh, staying away from all the uh, the the plague uh, victims. Yes. As best I can. Mm-hmm. Wearing the hazmat suit, playing some games That's right. if you, when you can, if you can. Are you are you playing at the moment or? Uh, so my, uh, I have a housemate um, who's also mm-hmm. part of the gaming club I'm in. Uh, so we've played uh, a pretty han- a handful of times. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I've been I've been fortunate in that regard. In that I literally live with someone who also plays and paints and stuff like that. So yeah. Uh, I am fortunate in, in, in that area versus a lot of other people. Yeah. Well, that was one of those things. Uh, there was never a, an opportunity or never a chance that my wife was going to be playing Marvel Crisis Protocol with me. <laughs> uh, however, we did play some Engines of Madness this year. So I guess actually that may be the game I've played most. Great game. But Solid let, game, yeah. Right. Uh, well, let's talk Marvel Crisis Protocol. Now, you and I were talking off air. And I think this is a good place to start. Um, now, as someone who w- is super interested in the game, loved the comics as a kid, for me, I really wanted to get into this game. And before Melbourne's first big lockdown, I literally, like two days after it started, I had scheduled my first game of Marvel Crisis Protocol, was very excited about it. And then lockdown happened and I never got to play. And then that sort of pushed things back and back and back until now. Uh, And that was way back in March. So for me, it's very exciting to actually get to play. But in the meantime, you know, besides being a podcaster, I am a big fan of podcasts in general. I listen to tons of them. And the Marvel Crisis Protocol community is incredibly prolific podcast-wise. There's a ton of great podcasts with a lot of great content. And... I guess the big thing that I've noticed right off the bat is that what I had, what made it hard for me to maintain my enthusiasm when I wasn't playing or preparing to play the game 
was that a lot of the podcasts were very quote-unquote meta-heavy, um, competitively focused. Now, I know I, I am, I'm definitely not saying that playing all games competitively is a bad thing. I'm not saying that playing competitively is a bad thing. I just happen to not be super competitive in the way that I'm playing games at the moment. And so that made it kind of hard for me as a fan wanting to 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 interact and to to get more, you know, MCP in my ear holes, so to speak. It it, it just made it difficult uh, to stay engaged. Have you had any sort of uh, experience with that, or what? What are your thoughts? Um, I so guess, I, I, yeah, go ahead. I, I've listened to several um, mm. uh, off and on, and uh, I think you're not wrong. I think that they tend to err on the side of, um, if not meta focus, certainly competitively yeah. focused. Uh, the game itself is the the releases come so fast that it's really hard to establish a meta anyway. Right. Uh, but I think that many of the podcasts, which um, put out great content, and and I don't right. mind competitive content. Um, in fact, I do. I also like to play some things competitively. But the problem, like you're saying, is that it's all competitive. Exactly. It's and a lot of people are saying. I mean, frankly very similar things because mm -hmm. um, the community i think can be insular uh mm -hmm. in a lot of ways and so we've almost sort of created like a virtual meta where there may not have actually been one mm -hmm. uh, uh, because you know everybody has agreed that this model is good this model is bad you should do this model with this model mm -hmm. um, and and I don't think any of them are saying this is the way you must play. This is what you should do. And Correct. I think a lot of them just enjoy kind of solving the puzzle. Mm -hmm. uh, but one of the reasons I stopped playing uh, X-Wing years ago was because it became so competitive focused right. that even at my even at my local store, I couldn't play a game without having to be like on, if you know what I mean. Oh, yeah. Like, I just had to be like full bore, you know, if you're not playing, you know, Han Solo with two B wings, I mean, just get the heck out of here, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, uh, or, you know, whatever it was at the moment. Um, and, and, and sometimes I just wanted to be Darth Vader and go pew pew with my TIE fighter, you know? Yeah. And that I fear that happening to Marvel crisis protocol, uh, mostly yeah. because it's such a good rule system. Mm hmm. It's it it really lends itself to fun, I think, and and again, I think competitive focused content and competitive focused gamers are fine, and I actually like doing that some of the, that stuff some of the time. But yeah. it just feels like all I'm hearing is this echo chamber of this is this is this is good, this is bad, and it's uh it's a little disheartening. Uh, uh, when you're not even playing and you think that there's some unbeatable combo, right? Exactly. Uh, uh, and well, I mean, yeah. even virtually, they've they've already do it, started doing like soft bans on certain tactics cards and stuff because of what they've seen, like, I think from some of these online discussions. Mm -hmm, from TTS, yeah. And, and yeah. there's a lot of people playing on TTS and, you know, in lieu of having 
a community that is in person and having big events at, at conventions like LVO or, you know, Adepticon, being able to get people together virtually, you know, from across the world is, is pretty great. Um, but it has changed and it's not just MCP. It has changed for a lot of games, the way that our, the community is interacting with the game. And as you said, has created some, you know, possible false quote unquote metas. Um, now I think, I think what you said, I mean, there's a lot of, I agree with everything you just said. And I think one thing that makes MCP and I, this, I'm speaking from someone who's played a lot of X-Wing, um, over the years, not second edition, but first, um, I think MCP is a better game system. It's don't get me wrong. I really loved X-Wing, but at the end, it was a little unbalanced um, before they had to rebalance with second ed and then it just got weird. Um, so I think the MCP really does lend itself for great play. And the fact that people are having these discussions and there are such rich debates uh, on so many different podcasts between so many great voices. And there are some great, you know, quote unquote, hot takes slash opinions Um the fact that those debates are happening, I think, speaks volumes about the balance of the game. And for me to play a game, um, even casually, I like a game that's properly balanced because it allows you to have close, fun games. One side isn't blowing, you know, lawn, what was it, the, uh, the leaf blower, blow your opponent off the table. Like, you just don't have that at MCP, at least not from the games that I've been playing slash seeing. So I, I like and appreciate that it's a balanced rule set. And I think part of the meta conversation, a lot of the guys who are podcasting have come from the War Machine community. And though the War Machine community is nowhere near as you know, play like you got a pair as when the game first started. Um, I mean, that <laughs> I was literally, that, book. that was the byline of the game. Uh, right. Play hard or go home. Now, I think it's far more narratively focused, but those guys are still, you know, kind of trained to think, and it, it attracts people who are looking for the combos, who are looking for synergies, who are looking for the efficiencies. And again, nothing wrong with that. Um, but I think a lot of the, 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 the conversation that we're hearing on podcasts comes from the fact that a lot of those guys came from that community and they followed Will Schick and um, the Atomic Mass, guy, uh, Atomic Mass Games guys when they started up Marvel Crisis Protocol. Um, what do you think? I, yeah, no, I, I think that that's pretty accurate. And I think they designed such a tight rule set right? that it... <laughs> It, that it definitely has room to really sort of people to dig into the quote unquote trigonometry of mm -hmm. the, of the, of the game. Right. Cause I've seen people talking like this combination only works if you put this character, you know, at this far in on the deployment zone. And, and I'm like, Oh boy, that is just not how I play tabletop games. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, but, and I know a lot of people that do and, and, I think there's a balance to be had. There's certainly, there's certainly, I, I don't, I'm not, I'm not saying that you should all play unicorns and rainbows and it, nothing matters and rules don't matter. Right. And that you shouldn't try to play to win. Um, exactly. I think though, when like a model or a tactics card comes out uh, for Marvel crisis protocol and, and 
people instantly zero in on how that would um, break or change something. Um, it's just a touch exhausting for me. Yeah. Uh, personally, um, I like I said, I. I but in the, in 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 our, in everyone's defense, I think that there's that's an easy direction to go to talk about the game because otherwise i think you end up making a comic book podcast Mm -hmm. uh and yes and there's lots of those in fact i used to do one Mm -hmm. um and uh it's that's a different you know i mean because like there's one i that that i like um i think it's called fury's finest i was literally about to say that yeah fury's finest is one of my favorite mcp podcasts would you like just yeah talk about the format it's great yeah 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 so they talk about the lore of the character and then they kind of talk about how that character interacts in the game and kind of how that card reflects their lore mm-hmm. um which i i can appreciate as as a giant uh, comic book nerd mm-hmm. yeah. and then they, uh, then they talk about the character's card and they talk about you know um maybe how how that character will work on a tabletop which you know for someone who's getting into the game is very helpful um house party protocol um is a, is, a, is a lot less lore focused as far as doesn't really dig into a lot of the the, the quote unquote um, the lore of it like the, you know house of uh, Fury's finest does such a good job of talking about who the character is talks about their history who their big conflict or what big conflicts they've been a part of who their friends and villains are like that kind of thing meanwhile um, house party protocol really gets into sort of how the character works and how they work in within different factions. And while it is a little meta conversation heavy, um, I think that they do a good job of discussing the, the Marvel character themselves and then sort of if that card kind of reflects that and then how that works on the tabletop, which I really enjoy as well. Um, but yeah, so I think those are my two big faves. Um, and if you're looking for some hot takes, I think Omnis, um, if you want to get really heavy, um, tries to keep it short and sharp. So you're not sitting there for two hours, eyes crossing, listening to, you know, math meta analysis of the dice, which, you know, is great if that's what you're into. Um, but you know, if I'm trying to figure out how to play, you know, saber tooth on the tabletop, that may not be what I'm looking for anyway. Right. Well, I mean, and, and, and I really like, um, uh, the danger room podcast, right? Um, yeah. uh, and they're they're of course super meta focused, but the shows aren't usually very long, mm-hmm. and they kind of go, "Here's what this character can do in in a very strict game sense." And so, I mean, I, I guess that that maybe that sort of flies in the in the face of what I was saying earlier. But you know, uh, I think it's like a lot of things. Like I like things, I just don't want them to be the only thing. Right. Um, yeah. And. And there, and I get I understand the the problem because if you're gonna have a an hour and a half podcast or whatever, and if you don't talk about how they operate in the game, like I said, you're just making a comic book podcast. Mm-hmm. And so I I I don't have an answer to that particular challenge right. uh, as far as Marvel Crisis Protocol goes. That I mean I get it. Like um, I'm a recovering podcaster, so. Um, <laughs> Uh, I get it. What what people are talking about, um, and it's and then to be fair, I think there's a lot of people who are really into that content, and I think it's great that that's there for them. Um, I want to learn how to play the game better. Um, 
I don't necessarily want to know the optimal deployment uh, strategy. And then one day that's all I see, right? The same right. team over and over. And I, and like I said, I think that they've released so many models of so many varying capacity in the game that, that even if there is a quote unquote meta list, um, there's always an answer to it uh, yeah. so far. Yeah. Agreed. Um, so, so I think, I think they've done a really good job uh, game development wise in sort of preventing, I think what you and I might be worried about happening, which is, you know, where we go to a tournament and we play the same net list, um, you know, three rounds. Yeah. That would uh, be I, having done that in X-Wing literally played the same list four times in one day. It's like, yeah, I think I've, I think I've got enough of this now. Yeah. And, and I don't think that that's likely to happen. I think that, and not that people aren't super attached to star Wars, huh, um, but, um, uh, but I think when the, you're, you're, when they're in spaceships, there's some detachment yeah. to the characters. Um, and whereas with Marvel, you're seeing the the figure of Hulk, right, mm -hmm. or or Captain America, or Cyclops, or whoever. And and if you have any connection to those characters, be it from the comic books or the animated series of '90s past, mm -hmm. um, uh, you can you can go. Okay, I'm, this is fun. I want to play my my dream team up of of Cyclops and and Thanos and um, you know Toad and Captain America and there's my team right there it's 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 amazing yeah it's my dream team up if you're a monster but um you know <laughs> but there's a lot of um there's a lot of I think room for for if not fully narrative focused play you can certainly sort of create scenarios like why these characters would be working together definitely um, they're scrolls or mm -hmm. they're being mind controlled or exactly. there's a greater threat or whatever, you know, which happens in comic books a million times. Right. So exactly. Uh, I guess I, I just want to quickly touch on something you said a second ago um, before we dig into the, the more narrative aspects of the game and what we like about the game. But I think you're absolutely right. I think um, I, and I don't want to come off as overly critical of other people's podcasts, because as I said, I'm a mass, per, you know, I know how much work goes into creating these things. Um, but I also am a mass consumer of MCP podcasts at the moment. And I'm glad there's a million of them. And I listen to a lot of them. Although, you know, sometimes I have to skip through parts to get to other parts, because as a someone who was beginning the game, um, and there, it's one of those games, right, that the cards kind of are gobbledygook until you actually sit down to properly play the game. Now, I'd played a few times with myself to get my head around the rules, and I really enjoyed what I'd seen. But until you actually sit down with another human being, some of the team tactic cards and some of the attacks and defenses and everything else don't kind of fully reveal themselves to you. Like, you don't really get a full idea of the game until you play the whole game, right? Right. Um, but as you say, if if there were podcasts that were very much lore focused, they would literally turn into comic book podcasts. And I love those, too. Um, and I think part of the problem with that is Marvel has been around for a million years. And there are, you know, I my version of characters like The Punisher, my characters like Daredevil that, you know, I grew up with Spider-Man, Captain America, Iron Man. I'm talking 80s, like 80s versions of those characters slash, you know, up until like 91. 
And then those characters haven't stopped. Their stories yeah. continued since then, you know, another 20, 30, 40 years since I read them. And even though I was reading the Marvel Guide to the Marvel Universe religiously in the 80s, so I, I might know their backstory for the 60s and 70s, some of those characters have changed unbelievably. You know, I, I stopped reading before Civil War, for example. And my version of uh, Secret Wars is nothing like the modern version of Secret War. So, you know, plus you add all the comic books, so all the like the comic um, cartoons that have come out since then that are way more um, authentic, quote unquote, comic wise than, say, Spider-Man and his amazing friends was in the 80s. But then you also throw in the um, MCU and all the movies and then now the television shows it, you know, there's a lot in there. And so if you're going to talk about some of the more. Even the even some of the B grade characters that are now coming out, um, and we do have a couple. There's still you know decades upon decades of lore to dig into, and some of those characters change significantly. So I guess I, I don't know if what I want is um, want more of is impossible. Uh, but <laughs> but I really I really love this game. I guess is where I'm going with it. Um, let me quickly jump back to what you were finishing on before I went on this little side tangent. I love the narrative focus of the game. Um, one of the things, and I did play a fair bit of Malifaux at one point. In Malifaux, uh, it was a deep game. Uh, you, you couldn't just pick it up after a couple of plays. Like, it required a lot of thought. It required, like, the, the cards had so much text on them. It was like falling into the deep end when you're trying to figure out how to play that game. Um, but with that game, one of the things that I absolutely adored about that game was the fact that it wasn't just one way to win. There were, when you set up to play every single time, the missions changed. There were different criteria, and it wasn't like you were flipping one mission card or rolling on a table and there's only six missions and there you, you got the same one every time. There were right. tons of variations that you can play. And in MCP, because you don't have a set roster when you come to, well, I guess you have 10 models that you're choosing from, but because you don't have a set quote-unquote army when you walk onto the table, you, you have a variety of cards that you are going to pick, uh, pick your missions from. And there's two cards, and they come from two separate piles. And then once you put those together it creates the mission that you're playing on the tabletop but more than that it, you have more than one way to win there are there is a you know a certain objectives that you need to interact with there are certain objectives that you need to grab there and they're in different parts of the tables plus in the meantime you need to stop your opponent from grabbing objectives and i like how it's not just kick your opponent's face into the table because that has been a problem of mine with some other games because it, it can lead to some really big feel bads and I don't know if that would have fit for the, the whole Marvel, like all the Marvel characters having like a kick-ass fight combination. Like if you look at like Marvel Street Fighter, it's like, yeah, you know, some of those characters might do pretty well against other characters. Right. In this game, I like that there are lots of different ways that you can win on the tabletop. And yes, you can plan ahead. And yes, you can have your roster. And yes, you can know your characters. 
but I really do like, like yesterday I was playing my Avengers squad and it wasn't, you know, the, the greatest Avengers squad ever. I'm sure it was uh, Captain Marvel, Captain America, Black Panther, Iron Man, uh, and a few other bits and pieces um, against Modoc, Red Skull, Ultron, and Venom. And man, my Avengers got their, you know, heads kicked in. <laughs> but because man, those the opposing side was brutal. But we tied in the last turn because I grabbed objectives, I'd held more objectives, I'd gotten where I needed to go, um, and I just held on by the skin of my teeth, and I almost won. Uh, right. And it came down to just that literally bottom of turn six, and it made for an absolutely fantastic game. Um, and though I was getting my ass kicked and I ended up with one character at the end of the game, that's fine because, again, there's more than one way to win. Um, would you agree? I mean, you played a lot more than me, but would you agree uh, with that? Yeah. I mean, the game is super objective focused. Um, if you ignore objectives, you will lose. Yeah. Uh, there's just no way to get around that. And like you said, the objectives change um, every game you pick tactics card or not tactics cards, objective cards mm -hmm. from both types of objective and your opponent does as well. And you have sort of a draw system for pulling them out. So clearly there's objectives that you're trying to get because maybe your team is, is set up to play that sort of objective well. Um, but you have to deal with the fact that your opponent probably won't have the same objectives as you mm -hmm. and their and their team is geared towards something else and so that might change how you deploy how you play the game uh, and that's uh it's this really sort of fun i think um resistance to your plans uh be at the very beginning uh before you even put guys on the table you have to you have to decide well how are we going to fight this match and there's always and no pun intended, a wild card um, mm -hmm. with your opponent's uh, objectives that they're 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 trying to get on the on the table. So, I mean, there are some some uh, affiliations in Marvel that do well by eliminating mm -hmm. um, other characters, but I have never played a game where I've seen anyone tabled ever. Yeah. Um, not to say that it's impossible. Um, uh, certain teams like the Black Order, they're the only team so far that gets objective point or gets some um, uh, game points um, for eliminating right. characters. Uh, uh, I, th you know, uh, yes. and then you know, uh, Killmonger can do it with a with a tactics card, but you know, so most players are going to focus on objectives, and it just depends on what kind of objective you want to focus on. Uh, I've been um, working on Criminal Syndicate mm -hmm. um, lately, and they really, really want to sit on the secure objectives and have you come to them, you know, mm -hmm. where they will pound your face in for daring to get to the objective. But if I'm playing, uh, you know, I set up, uh, say, the Gamma Shelters um, uh, objective, that's the one I want to play, but they play something that goes super wide mm -hmm. um my team is going to struggle probably yeah. on a super wide objective uh, map so you're really kind of going to decide where you're going to get your points mm -hmm. and and i think that the fact that the game 
gives you those options is really, really cool. You don't have to, it's, you know, I mean, you and I have both played a lot of bolt action and while there are technically objectives, um, in bolt action, Mm -hmm. uh, you can safely ignore them and just focus on annihilating, um, the other team right that's why you saw like all those like um those those machine gun tank spam lists and stuff Mm -hmm. the three heavy Uh, howitzer lists yeah exactly right and so i don't really think that's possible at least as it stands right now in Mm -hmm. marvel crisis protocol i don't think you can uh and this is a term i've heard on on many of the marvel crisis um podcast which they call it's a negative play experience which i think is a really which is a really good term um you don't want to play things that make people feel bad for playing you, right? right. Um, you know, things like if I was playing someone new to the game, I don't think I'd bring Modoc. Mm-hmm. Um, Modoc is a very powerful piece, and there's some discussion out there about whether or not he's um, balanced or not. Mm-hmm. I'm of the opinion that he's balanced, but like all the characters in their points, um, some are, he's a five, right? He's more like a 5.5, he is. you know, and whereas like characters like Thor are probably closer to actual five, but that's, they do that with the fours and stuff too. Like some of the fours are stronger than each other. Um, but, you know, so characters like Loki could create a negative play, play experience, which I'm sure that if the actual Loki was there would love, but <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, uh, I think that if you can avoid that and the game is built I think in a lot of ways to not allow many of those typical negative play experiences that we've all had. Um, you know, it doesn't feel good to play a game of bolt action and on turn one, half your army's dead from the initial salvo. Right. Or if you're, you're playing, like, well, I, yeah. I guess we're done here then. Exactly. Um, and it also feels bad if you're playing and it's not just to, you know, say bad things about bolt action. There are other games that have, you know, alpha strike scenarios where, you know, you can lose half your army or even your whole army before you have a chance to to even go the first time. And in, in my opinion, that's one of the most negative play experiences that you don't even get a chance. You know, it comes down right. to who went first. OK, that person wins. Um, and this game does not allow you to do that. Um, and I, I like that the the ranges of weapons and abilities is a f- is far more um, intimate, so to speak, than I would have expected before I actually sat down to play, play the game. Uh, Because you actually need, there's a lot of maneuvering that has to happen. And I think that that just leads to lots of great tactical opportunities. Um, And the fact that you need to make the decision, do I move forward to grab that objective? Do I move forward to try and push my opponent off an objective? Um, You can't just sit in the back and kick everyone off. In my very first game, I set Hawkeye up on the top of a building, and within five seconds, I realized, oh, crap. Even though he's like the longest range thing that I've seen in this game, he can't hit anything. So let me start moving him. Uh, And I had to get a lot closer to do anything. And, you know, that was great because, you know, as much as thematically him sitting in the back and shooting arrows at everyone would be, you know, would match him and the Punisher with the sniper rifle, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I think that would also lead to not the greatest experience for your opponent to like, there's just no way you can get to him to deal with that. Um, so yeah, I think, yeah, I think it's great. Uh, Yeah. They've, they've really built a system like that 
prevents many of the bad experiences we've had. Like right. just like for example, when a character gets pounded into oblivion, they have a chance to come back. And when mm-hmm. they come back, when they come back, they have lots and lots of power to to fight back. Um and and probably do the same thing to somebody else. Uh, which I think that mechanic alone with the injured side and healthy side of characters uh, does a lot to prevent a sort of alpha strike list because sure you can go ham on somebody and drop them, but when they get back up next turn, they're going to be filled with power and it may not be a character that you want that to happen Mm -hmm. to. Um, And so you, even if you're going to go super aggressive um, fighting list, you have to be able to account for the 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 return uh, fire, yeah, exactly. as it were, uh, and and then we can't do anything about the negative play experiences of of opponents um, that are salty. Um, unfortunately, right. that, that's that's the people, not the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but Atomic uh, Mass has done, I in my opinion, an excellent job engineering a game system that lends itself to being very fun mm-hmm. and it feels like you're playing with comic book characters. Yes. Yes. Um, so much. And those characters feel like the right comic book characters. Right. Right. Um, like it, the characters really do line up with their um, namesake on the screen or on the page or wherever you happen to get your Marvel characters. There's a little bit of conversation about, Oh, well some of the original characters, you know, don't, don't necessarily have the life that some of the later characters do. And I get that, you know, maybe when the game was first developed, they were trying to find entry level beginning characters um, to, you know, to, to behave a certain way. And then as the games evolved, um, they figured out better ways to give those characters life. And, you know, for some of the characters in the core box where you get like a Captain America or a um, Iron Man, people, you know, say, Oh, I hope we get another Iron Man. Cause this one doesn't seem to make sense. I think he does. Like, I think he really does feel like Iron Man. But we are getting another one, and they like we already have another Black Widow. There is another Iron Man coming. At least War Machine's coming. So right. I think there there is a lot of um, uh, yeah. I think Cap feels Parker. perfect for the record. Um, sorry, I say it again. I said we're getting another Peter Parker. Oh, that's right. Um, nice. Yeah, uh, rumors, of course, rumors, mm-hmm. but. But uh, the the so far I'm I'm pretty confident in those rumors and so we're gonna get another Peter Parker because there's been a lot of conversation about about that particular model um, uh, as it stands in the game mm-hmm. and I think um, what they've done is that every time I've heard this uproar about a character not being good or not being good enough um, uh, something happens and then that character is suddenly far more relevant when mm-hmm. Peter finally had um, a affiliation. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, he is super useful That's in right. that affiliation um, because the web warriors don't want to fight you. They just want to control the objectives. And I can't think of a single character that has more control exactly. of the other models on the other team than Peter Parker does. Um, he does struggle with power, but I think if he didn't, he would be terrifying. Exactly. Um, so it's 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 one of those things. And like, for example, you know, a lot of people have been kind of down on Captain Marvel 
And now that we know that A-Force is coming, mm-hmm. and if you put her in A-Force, she's suddenly a lot more interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, and So, I mean, every time we've had kind of like, and those are two core box characters that I've talked exactly. about. Doc you know, Ock is another one. People were saying, oh, Doc Ock, they couldn't figure out what to do with them. And all of a sudden you have, um, you know, some of the later criminal factions, um, be it Spider-Foes or, and he's in Syndicate, isn't he? Criminal Syndicate? He is in Criminal Syndicate. Yeah, yeah. all of a sudden... He, he has, there are different ways to play him. He does very different things, um, or maybe right. not very different things, but he fits into those um, teams better than he might have otherwise. And I don't think he was in Cabal to start with anyway, so he didn't have a faction to start oh, with. Oh, he was. Oh, he was. He okay. was, yeah. Uh, he was always Cabal. Uh, the only character that did not, two characters that didn't have factions when the game launched out of the core box were Sp- Spider-Man, Spider-Man and uh, Dr. Octopus. Yeah, that's what I said, Doc Ock, didn't I? Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you said Mo Doc. Oh, no, Doc Ock. God, that makes way more sense. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Dr. Octopus. Sorry, yeah. I, I was saying the and, old uh, the old uh, Spider-Man and his amazing friends, uh, Doc Ock, shorthand. Yeah, yeah. So Doc Ock, yeah, and he's great in Criminal Syndicate. Right? And, or is he Criminal Syndicate? I think he might be. I think he's both. Um, but he's, he's definitely uh, Spider-Foes. on Spider-Foes. Um, and him combined with Green Goblin is a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Uh, and that's you know actually that's kind of br- that kind of br- brings us where we were before that every time these combinations come out, I just see these really fun nods mm-hmm. to to stories of the past and being able to go, oh man, like that. Tac- there's a tactics card with Do- Doc Ock and green goblin and Mm -hmm. if you play it at the right time uh it's game winning um it can be anyway and and it feels i think it's called well-laid plans Mm -hmm. um and it feels like a very doc ock and green goblin card to play it does um and and that's what i like is that they've kind of been able to merge narrative with um game effectiveness in a lot of ways yeah. Uh, it doesn't feel like they have to make that choice mm-hmm. uh, so far. Uh, I, and I'm sure that that is a very hard job. Uh, and there's probably a reason why I don't design games for a living. Exactly. Uh, and only play them. But like every time like you see these things and you're like, man, that is super fun. Mm-hmm. And, and I want to do more of that. You know, like, like Captain Marvel, she has the binary form, which is a fun nod to Captain Marvel stories of the past, right? Oh, yeah. And and you're like, oh, well, you know, it's on now. She's Carol's gonna like take people apart, right? Yeah. Uh, and 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 the, but that's a game function. It's a it's a it's an aspect of the actual plane of the game that lets you sort of live or play out those stories that you remember or. Um, that you want to happen uh, that maybe haven't in the comic books. You know, Peter Parker feels like Spider-Man. He's more focused on saving lives than pounding people into the dirt. Exactly. You know, Uh, and, and, and like you said, uh, with cap cap feels like captain America. Mm -hmm. He just doesn't stay down. Doesn't stay down, gets in the way. If someone's trying to hurt one of his friends, you know, steps in the way and has the ability to use his shield to actually stop people slash, you know, throw his shield, have it ricochet, hit someone else, which, you know, yesterday in yesterday's game, 
Modoc was on one health. My opponent had Modoc on one health, and I couldn't get him down. Like Modoc's shield kept blocking things, um, and I was just going, "Come on, you know, got to get him down." But uh, I believe it was, yeah, it was Red Skull was standing next to Modoc, and I had my cap throw, throw a shield, hit cap. Sorry, hit um, Red Skull. Did some, you know, did maybe a point of damage. <clears throat> but then ricocheted, hit Modoc for the point of damage, and took him off. And was like, "Yep, that's it. Nice. Bang!" And you know how thematic is that ricochet? Right. At yes. The, at the last moment, Cap's about to go down, and and bang, bang, he he takes out uh, Modoc. Yeah, that's super so cool. fun. Yeah, man, and oh, I love it. Um, but well, I so I love that. Another thing, so we're, we've been talking about how, you know, you have a particular faction and that gives characters life. Um, I love that you have 10 models, but you're not restricted to a single faction. So, for example, I've been painting up general villains um, because I wanted to start the game with, you know, an Avengers team. So I have almost 10 Avengers painted, but I also wanted to have a bunch of villains because I really wanted to have my bad guys, too. Um, just from a narrative standpoint. And so I, I've painted up five. Um, I have the four that we talked about, you know, MODOK, Ultron, basically the, the core set bad guys, plus Venom. And then I added, um, I've just painted Bullseye, but I'm, now I'm painting up Green Goblin and uh, Kingpin. But then it occurred to me, because I th these are just, I'm going with the ones that I thought were cool, but then I looked at it again and realized that if I put Red Skull, Kingpin, Green Goblin all in one list with a handful of other random villains and getting up to 10 models, then, you know, depending on which of those, because a lot of those villains are in, uh, as in Kingpin and in, as in Green Goblin, as in uh, maybe not Red Skull, but they are in multiple factions. So you can take Green Goblin in a bunch of those different factions. So they count towards your faction minimum, but then you are able, because all three lead their own factions, you're able to run it three different affiliations. Um, so depending on what you want to do on the tabletop, now I understand that requires you to understand the game way better than I currently do, but it, it, it's, it's a nice touch um, that you can run bad guys a bunch of different ways. And I know that you don't need, you know, the idea of good guys, bad guys, very subjective there and not, and that won't give you the best synergies, but you know, I, I don't particularly care. I, I'm just looking forward to playing the game and taking some of the the bad guys. Like I want to create the Sinister Six, which isn't a faction in the game, but you know you can do most of that, or you will be able to shortly. Just need Mysterio slash a couple other guys. But yeah, it's it's starting to come together, um, and there's enough. You know, it, you want to play the Defenders, you can take the Defenders. You want to take the X Men, about half of them are there right now, but it's still cool. What do you think about that? Uh, I totally agree i think you can make the fun dream team of your of your of your um dreams mm -hmm. to reuse the same word twice in three <laughs> words uh but uh you know you can you can make the team you remember in one particular issue of a comic mm -hmm. from 40 years ago uh you can have those weird team ups like you can just i'm just going to go through like marvel team up and just mm -hmm. combine Peter Parker with every character that was ever in Marvel Team Up or mm -hmm. something, you know, uh, or or the or the Marvel Two in One with Thing whenever the Fantastic Four come out. Right. Um, 
you know, so you can, like you said, they may not have the best synergies, but you might be making that fun, silly Captain America villain team, you know, of years past, you know, and you can, uh, like you said, uh, we have all those teams. Uh, the X-Men are about halfway there. The Brotherhood of Mutants, same story. Mm-hmm. And we're getting A-Force, which is basically a fully realized faction from the beginning because so it's cool. basically grabbing every female character, uh, hero character, with the exception of Ghost Spider mm-hmm. uh, on that team. And like from the get-go, that team's going to have a massive roster. It is. Uh, when, when She-Hulk comes out. And that was a fun book. I read that a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that the fact that you're not restricted um, to your faction really lends itself to um, both narrative and competitive uh, ways of playing. You know, mm-hmm. Modoc is probably going to work on almost any team you put him on mm-hmm. just because he does so much damage. Uh, however, there are some characters that are pretty good counters to MODOK. Magneto is a good one. Mm-hmm. She-Hulk is definitely going to be a counter to MODOK. Uh, you know, anybody with Pierce uh, yeah. is a counter to MODOK. Uh, but, you know, y- there are some characters that I think, at least uh, competitively speaking, fit more poorly um, into other teams. But, you know, uh, for example, Rocket and Groot. Um, they're kind of quote unquote not really the competitive hotness right now, especially no. Groot. Yeah, uh, which is fine, but I kind of want to replay the 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 fight scene from the beginning of Guardians of the Galaxy two. Yes, you know, you know, or something silly like that. Um, and you can do that. And I got to tell you, uh, the draw of the models li- makes me choose characters that might not otherwise be competitively the best yeah exactly Um, uh, i love ghost rider he's really hard to put in a team Mm -hmm. Uh, he's expensive and he depends on the rest of your team getting beat up uh to punish the the enemy team and so sometimes he might be challenging uh to fit into your team but i know you know what i want a crazy uh undead skeleton flame monster on a motorcycle mm-hmm. to be charging around my map just because that sounds awesome it does uh, so you know it, it it's one of those things i think that they've built like we've we, they've built such a system that allows both of those ecosystems like mm-hmm. uh, narrative and competitive to to thrive um uh just as well with each other and i think to be perfectly honest in I think without a an active competitive scene, a lot of games wither on the vine. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, as much as people you know grumble about you know competitive focused players, they keep that money flowing. They do, and that lets the rest of us, you know, maybe don't do that. I say that as if I haven't bought literally every single model for Marvel Crisis Protocol so far. Yep. But, uh, uh, but I'm. I mean, I. This is, I, I got to tell you, like, I've been doing miniature stuff for about seven years now. And this is, before I even knew it existed, this is the game I was waiting for. Yeah, man. Uh, just because I wanted to paint those characters. Yes. I, I wanted to, to I want to I wanna pretend that I'm Captain America running around on rooftops and, mm-hmm. and taking out the Red Skull. And, but I also, like, in many ways, want to play well and, 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 and win 
based on you know making intelligent decisions mm-hmm. uh so Atomic Mass Games, as far as I'm concerned, have really hit it out of the park. Um, they've managed to to capture a lot of things. Like, you know, there was no narrative element to X-Wing. Not right. really. No, there wasn't. Uh, which is fine. Um, mm-hmm. X-Wing did very well, and I played it for three years. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, uh, whereas I think Legion um, is does that a little bit better. Um, yeah, you can does it a lot better. You can do that Battle of Hoth if you want. Mm-hmm. But you can you can do uh, um, Jakku mm-hmm. if you want, you know, or whatever. Well, and... just having the that when Vital Assets came out and it just added so many different mission cards to the game that the game, in my opinion, really you know expanded out and really became something like it was a great game before that. Don't get me wrong; I've been playing it, I've enjoyed it. But when they went from having, you know, there's a certain number of cards and there's only so many times you can play them to then there being, you know, tons more options that are available that you can be playing on the tabletop. I think that really broadened the game. But rather than having all of those bonus missions uh, in one pack like they did with Legion, where you had, you know, objective models that you got with that pack, which is great. Don't get me wrong. I think it's probably one of the best expansions that Legion has. What I really like about MCP is all the bonus missions, and they keep adding missions to the game. Uh, they keep adding team tactics cards. All of those come in character packs, and it's n- but it's not like it was with X Wing, where you're buying characters to get the cards inside. At least I don't feel that way. Like I don't feel the need to run out and buy a character because it has a card in it, even if it has med pack, for example, which is possibly the one of the better team tactics cards. But I really feel, I love how narratively the game expands because it makes sense because the the missions line up with the characters that you buy them with. So with, with mutant cards, you get, you know, the, 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 the anti-mutant registration senators with, Ghost Rider, sorry, Ghost Rider, you're getting, you know, the demon Demons. cards, right? So they, yeah. they line up. It makes sense. Um, that Thor gives you the hammers card where, you know, people are picking up Thor's hammers and flying around the place. So there's a lot of great uh, narrative synergy that lines up with the missions and the characters that you get them with. And, man, the game, you know, I was trying to figure out how to play um, and you know, I was playing with just a couple of missions and then I opened up because I have a ton of the characters. I started compiling the cards and I realized, oh my God, I have so many different missions just right. based off what I already own, let alone, you know, buying more. I don't um, know how many there are um, of each kind at the moment, but there's a lot um, and there's a lot for you to choose from. Mm-hmm. And like you said, even if you don't buy a particular pack, um, you still have many, many options, and and it mm-hmm. is pretty similar to X Wing, um, and you know that certain cards only come in certain packs, but I don't know that I would feel the compelled to buy that pack just for right. a card, whereas I bought a Tantive Four for X Wing so mm-hmm. I could get a C three PO card. Exactly you know? right. <laughs> you know, and, yeah, and I think, but for me. You know, and I'm and and then for you, I think uh, a lot of the uh, the hobby aspect of it is is a good draw mm-hmm. for those models. Uh, and whereas, I mean, you could repaint X-wing stuff, but 
I mean, why? And, and would we, you? If, I if did. You had I mean, games you were painting. Yeah. Because <laughs> because clearly I don't have enough models in my you know small right. sort of models to paint. Clearly, I had to repaint the pre-painted models, right? Because you know I have a problem. Right. But you're right. Every one of the characters in this game are you know rendered beautifully model wise and they take paint like a charm it, it took me a little while to get the scale up right um because it is slightly larger it's legion slightly larger than a lot of other games and then uh mcp is larger again um it's yeah. about 143 scale but uh, that doesn't bother me. It just 40 millimeter. Yeah. It, it took me a little bit to get my head around it. But once I did, um, I think it may be one of my favorite scales to paint. There's just so much detail. It takes me forever to paint the, the characters, but yeah, that's because they have hours for me. Yeah. Right. And you're faster than I am, but it's the, the characters, the way they're modeled really does reflect the character from the comic. Um, and they, they, they are generally very dynamic and they look great on the tabletop. Um, yeah, two, two of my favorite models are, are Kingpin and, um, Bullseye. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and those models poses aren't particularly exciting, but just mm -hmm. the facial expressions on them, they look like arrogant yeah. criminals that think they're in charge and that they're going to win no matter what. They just kind of they all the models give off the vibe uh of the, of the character mm -hmm. and i i mean i had more fun painting kingpin i think than probably a lot of the other characters just because the look on his face just screams that this is a guy who thinks he's got everything under control exactly. you know and they they so yeah i mean so far amg has knocked it out of the park as far as models gameplay and narrative experience. And I'm not sure that I've had all of those things together in one package in a game, at least for me ever. Yeah. Uh, right. Uh, I, I really, lo I love the like Warhammer universe. Mm -hmm. I cannot connect to the Warhammer 40 K game. Um, I've, I've tried a number of times and I've read the rule, the rule book a few times and it just, as a game, it just doesn't work for me. Um, uh, but I love reading the novels cause they're pulpy mm -hmm. and ridiculous. Um, you know, and in the best way. Yeah. Right. 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 And, and, but I get, oh, the best of all the worlds that I'm looking for as far as a miniatures game with atomic uh, masses, um, uh, output, mm -hmm. which, you know, is really surprising cause you know, we've had superhero games before the, yeah. the, the Batman game has been around for what about four years now mm -hmm. something Different like that iterations yeah yeah and i've played it's not great no. um not at least not for me um and even though i liked many of the models they just you know uh without what i need a little bit of everything um i'm a hobbyist but i also want to play a good game yeah um i don't paint models just to paint them i paint them because i'm playing painting them for a game ditto um, i i apologize uh, to all the pure artists out there, um, I am not one of you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that said, your stuff is brilliant. Uh, yeah. Well, thank you. That's very kind. Uh, it's uh, not. I, your stuff's astonishingly good. 
like if you guys, if you are listening to this and you happen to be on any of the Marvel Crisis Protocol pages, look for Jeremy's stuff. It usually has a dark gray slash black background, and it is fantastic. I think, I think the reason that a lot of my models have turned out as well as they did is because I love them so much, right? And, and I'm and I'm refusing to uh, compromise mm-hmm. or skip steps mm-hmm. uh, on them. And whereas, you know, I love Saga, um, but I'm not going to spend that much time on ev- on all 52 models in that army. Exactly. You know, like, I'd just go crazy otherwise. But uh, Marvel kind of lets me be the princess that I am uh, <laughs> Yep. when it comes to painting models and just kind of really worry a feature to death, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, like, I, I've been trying things I've never tried before. Like, I put that stubble on Kingpin. Mm-hmm. I've never done anything like that before. Uh, or the OSL that I did with uh, Red Skull and mm-hmm. I guess also Ghost Rider uh, yesterday. Um, I, I have never really attempted those those things before because um, OSL is terrifying. Take your lovely painted model and now splodge a color all over sections of it. Yeah, uh, no thanks. You know? uh, terrifying. So it's, it's scary, and, and, but I'm in, I love the characters so much um that i kind of want them to look the way they do in my head Mm -hmm. um and and i think that can be intimidating for some people right because if it's a known character some people are like afraid that it's not going to look like that Mm -hmm. um but i don't think that should hold anybody back i mean uh listen there have been great and not so great comic book artists out there oh yeah um and 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 they've all gotten paid so, I mean, I think I think I would encourage everyone to if there's a character you like, even if you don't want the game, you should pick up the model. It's a lot of fun. It is so good. And 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 like you said, the scale, uh, the scale works. Um, it I they say it's 40 millimeter. I would say it's pretty much on par with 40k. Okay. Uh, at least as 40k stands now. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you know, like if you I, if I put one of those little Primaris guys next to uh, Captain America, they look about the same size. I like how you said little in Primaris in the same sentence. That's usually not the <laughs> word that, you know, at least for the no, old. No, they are, they are yeah. much bigger than the, the small Marines yeah, exactly. of previous eras. Um, but yeah, I, I think I've never had this much fun um, painting models as I have painting these. Exactly. Uh, and, you know, I, like I said, I just did Ghost Rider and that was neat. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never painted a motorcycle before. Uh, I've never painted that much black. My palette looked like the crow. Yes. Um, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. with orange. Uh, that was me and in Black Panther. It was like, oh, how many grays can I put on one model? Start black yeah. and go big. And then I ended up. So- yeah. Oh, sorry. No, no. I ended up going uh, maybe a little too highlight heavy on Black Panther. My Black Panther looks <laughs> definitive, definitively light gray. Um, he's yeah he's gray panther but yeah man i'm but he sings on the tabletop which you know before i got that the the extreme highlights in the right places i was looking at him going you're just going to disappear the second you're in a room full of regular lighting um but now <laughs> yeah boom pop well, yeah you know they, they some of the models are better than others mm, uh, true the core box is probably the weakest mm-hmm. uh, set of models. And I got to tell you, I've never raged at a model assembly 
nearly as much as I have with some of the Marvel Crisis Protocol models. Um, and they have their reasons for, mm-hmm. for a lot of the pieces being very, very tiny. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how model making and mold making works, so I'm just going to trust that they probably know what they're talking about. Yeah. Um, but they, like, for example, Star-Lord's head is four pieces. Yeah. Uh, you know. Shuri. Yeah. Shuri was yeah. Uh, challenged to put together, but the worst one to put together I've in, in my life was Ant-Man. Oh, really? Um, I liked Ant-Man. I thought Ant-Man was great. Uh, I couldn't get his legs to stick together at the same time as putting his torso on, and it was just... I I almost threw that model through the wall oh, at really? one point. <laughs> I, yeah, uh, I had no problems with Ant-Man, but oh, some of the God. other ones... Uh, I do have to say, though, and maybe your Ant-Man comment will throw this out the window, but I think that uh, Atomic Mass Games not only have has the game broadened out as far as on the tabletop rules-wise, I think they've really gone out of their way to learn... Um, and I mean, to be fair, FFG has done similar things with Star Wars Legion. I just think that Atomic Mass Games has done it faster. The quality of the models has improved and they started well and they've just gotten strength to strength. They've gotten better and better. Having just oh, yeah. assembled the X-Men, um, one well, of the things beautiful, right? So good. Um, but they have done a really great job uh, in recent models of starting to give you different options where you have multiple head options, where you have, so you can have Wolverine with his mask off. You can have Wolverine with his mask on. You can have Beast reading a book or shaking his fist. There's different options that you can add to give the characters different dimensions. I love that. I want more of that. But I also love that with those factions, for example, with the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants, you can run Magneto as your leader, or you can run Mystique. Um, With the X-Men, you can run Storm or Cyclops. I'm loving that we're getting multiple faction leaders. And um, I think with some of the the upcoming releases, we're going to start seeing leaders for some of... And this isn't speculation. It's it's pretty well been said it's going to happen, where some of the newer characters will be um, added to affiliations that already exist, and there may be different leaders you could take. So you could take um, the Falcon version of Captain America uh, versus the Steve Rogers version to lead the Avengers team or to lead a team, um, you know, so there's different ways of doing it. And I think that's great. And there's no reason why they can't retroactively um, create a new leader for an existing faction. Exactly. Uh, Like, like you, you just mentioned uh, uh, seeing uh, uh, Falcon, the version of Falcon that we're getting is him as cap. Mm -hmm. Uh, and that would be great if he was the team leader of the Avengers. So um, good. Where, and I hope that we see like a version of Iron Man that's uh, Avengers leader mm. or even uh, Captain Marvel. I want Captain Marvel. I want Monica Lambeau, baby. Give it. Come on. Oh, yeah. Right? We, Speaking we need of the a, 80s. A Agents of Hate is what, what we need. Um, uh, that was a ridiculous uh, uh, comic book, but she was in it. And yeah, I'd like to see Monica Rambo and. Uh, I mean, there's a million characters. Like, we're getting Moon Knight. Right? Like, who who would have thought, you know, in this, like, you know, game that they've clearly been pulling uh, the move, the characters that people are familiar with from the movies, for the most part. And you're getting characters like MODOK and Moon Knight and Taskmaster, though I guess he is in the, the, um, the uh, Black Widow movie, but which no one's seen yet. Right. Uh, but... Uh, you know, so 
but we're getting these sort of oddball deep dives uh, into the Marvel universe. Like I wouldn't call Modok anything better than a C-list villain, right? Yeah. <laughs> On a good and, day, C-list. Right, and and he was one of the first. He was him and Hulk were literally the first expansion packs for the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so it sh- I I think they're doing a really good job going with the characters that people are familiar with from other media, mm-hmm. but also throwing in these other characters that uh, comic uh, nerds um, can really appreciate. And then yeah. other people get to learn about those characters too. And like, for example, Modok's card, all his attacks are him screaming insults at people. Mm-hmm. Uh, literally the names of his attacks are him yelling at people. Uh, so, I mean, that shows that they're really kind of, you know, in the the X Men, where those that's the cartoon X Men. It 100%. is absolutely not my '80s comics at all, but no, I'm okay with that's, that. That's Jim Lee. That's Jim Lee X Men right there, um, and they and they said that that was um, pretty intentional. Uh, they they said when they wanted when they picked the X Men, they wanted to pick an era so all the models would line up with each other, mm-hmm. uh, as far as the X Men went, and so they picked the one that they thought that most people were familiar with. And they they said the 90s cartoon is probably the one that most people are familiar with. Uh, So that's what they did. And and all the comics, all the characters are at different stages in their history. Yeah. Um, Which is why when we get another Spider-Man, it'll be Peter at a different stage. Like they describe the one that comes in the core box as very early Mm -hmm. uh, in his career in Spider-Man. Uh, which may be why he isn't as good as at doing some things as 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 you might imagine. And that's a I think that's a trap that I've had to to avoid mm-hmm. is thinking how their power in comics should equate to their power level in the game. Um, uh, I think that that would be problematic if they did it that way. Like everyone would be a six, mm-hmm. you know on a scale from two to six, which is what we have so far. Mm-hmm. And I think what they're doing is they have to make some gameplay decisions um, Definitely. for balance. But, but as long for me, as long as they capture the feel of the character, um, I think that they can put any point value on them that they want. Like for example, storm is the three, um, you know, but in the comics, she's one of the most powerful mutants to ever have lived. Right. You know, so, <laughs> you know, but that's okay because, the abilities that they gave her in the game pretty much align with what I think a three cost character should be. Exactly. So, so it's fine. And I think that model's phenomenal. Um, I did glue a little piece of debris to her foot. Yeah. Um, so I, I had, <clears throat> I, I may have cut her off her lightning and uh, glued her directly to the base. Like she's floating just off the ground. Uh, Cause sure. there was, yeah, there was no, no, I the way I paint floor. and play with models. There was no way she was going to stay on those two little lightning bolts. Yeah. I cut a piece of cork and connected her to the other lightning bolt. Yeah. But, that's a good idea. Uh, and it st- stabilized her a lot more, you know, but all of these characters um, and, and this is someone I've read, more than marvel but i've read marvel comics since i was like 12 Mm -hmm. and i'm old now um i'm i'm 40 now so um you know i've been reading these comics and i've read a lot of the stuff that was before my time Mm -hmm. Um, and and they have done just a great job making you feel like you have thor on the table and he's as belligerent as you think thor should be Mm -hmm. uh you know Black Widow is sneaky and can get things done on objectives. Uh, you know, that's super cool. It's great, uh, man. It's it, great. 
Hawkeye feels like a bow shooter guy. Mm -hmm. Archer is the word I struggled with. Yeah, I was going to say, feels like a bow. Uh, like someone, yeah, I got bow, you. Bow, bangy, shoot, bang guy. Yeah, exactly. No, uh, he feels like an archer. Uh, he feels like Hawkeye um, uh, from the from any era of Hawkeye, really. Yeah. You could take those those character abilities and go, yeah, that that's my West Coast Avengers Hawkeye, or that's uh, Hawkeye with Pizza Dog from more recent times. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, and I think that that's a challenging line to walk, right? Because I think a lot of their problem is they don't want all the characters to feel the same. Mm -hmm. You know, because Luke Cage is coming, right? How do you make Luke Cage feel different than Thor and Hulk? Or She-Hulk, you know? yeah. Or She-Hulk, you know, because they're all four of those characters are super tough, super right. strong. Um, so you want to make them do slightly different things. Exactly. And I think and they've I think, done a great job of that. Yeah. And and like I said, the, that translates into gameplay. And if you've ever wanted to throw a massive garbage truck at mm -hmm. Toad, well, here's your chance. Yes. Uh, and 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 I remember the in the before times um, when when I played this game a few times in stores. Every time people were walking by. And I, I told them what I was doing. I'm like, oh, yeah, now I'm going to throw this car. You can throw the cars? Mm-hmm. Every single time. Yes. I was like, you can throw anything you want, man. You can throw them. Um, I can beat him up with his friend. Uh, so, uh, you know, if, you know, it's like it feels like Thor is running around with his hammer and also grabbing people and smashing them into the ground. Yeah. Uh, or their friends or a bus stop. <laughs> so good the number of gush, times that i've but, stuck black panther i was like i'm gonna run him up behind this building uh you know behind this magazine stand get some cover and then i'm gonna jump out and pounce on people great tactical and then modok picks up said magazine stand and drops it on him and you're like mother puss right. bucket keep forgetting you can do that um right yeah so but it it does like is it worth standing next to that to try and get cover or is it not? And you have to really look at what your opponent, what your opponent's models do. Uh, again, still figuring the game out to a degree. Well, you're always put in scenarios where you have to decide what what you're gonna do. And 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 anytime you have a a game where you're forced to make decisions, those decisions are usually hard mm -hmm. uh, for you, and they usually end up, at least for me, not paying off. <laughs> no, right. Uh, but uh, I've I've never played a I haven't played a game of Marvel Crisis Protocol yet that I haven't had fun with. Exactly. Um, and and I haven't played a game where it didn't feel like I was acting out a scene from the movies or mm -hmm. the comics or the cartoons. You know, as we've talked about. I mean, I'm gonna speak a slight bit of heresy. I wasn't never really been a big X Men guy. Mm -hmm. Um. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. You know, that's all right. Everyone I get it. There. Not everyone, you know, different strokes for different folks. Not yeah. everyone's perfect, right? Um <laughs> uh, uh but I like them well enough. Yeah. Uh, but I, I mostly read um Avengers and Spider-Man mm -hmm. and and a lot of those that part of the Marvel universe. Uh and of course I did see the 90s cartoon. Yeah. Um who who didn't who is of my age, but um Yeah. Uh, that's why when the initial box set came out, I was like, yes, perfect. These are the characters I want. Exactly, right? 
and but there's that for everybody really i mean I'm, we're getting to the point where um i mean most of the major groups mm-hmm. in the marvel universe are getting represented mm-hmm. um you know if you want to run your criminal empire well wilson fisk can help you out with that exactly. if you want to be crazy spider villains that faction is challenging at the moment um until a few more characters come out but um you can do it mm-hmm. uh, uh, so it's it's one of those things like uh i am just every time a character comes out i'm like yes yes i want that character exactly yes but every character like to... sort of broadens the horizons for another character and it really right. does and because they're coming out so thick and fast there's just so much additional gameplay and life that the game has every time you play it can be a different experience it's great and i keep as i just want to touch on something you said before i have not been great when i've been playing this game and i've i don't think i've had as much fun losing a lot of games um which is what i've been doing as i have been with this game you know usually when you have a good game you're like oh you know i lost it was cool it was fun you know learned a lot great times um, let's let's try again. But in this game, you know, I'm laughing my ass off getting steamrolled uh, and going, yep, that's great. And it's me being steamrolled because I'm learning the game, not because, you know, it's, you know, you it the game itself lends itself to swingy games one way or the other. It's not particularly swingy. No. In my experience. No, it's been, you usually have tight games, which again, I think speaks to the balance of it. But I just, there's something I want to say, and our time is sadly wrapping up, but... Something that hasn't been discussed on a lot of uh, MCP podcasts and something that I actually forgot was even an option in the game till I was playing and talking with our friend Nick the other day was you can run non-affiliated lists in this game. And it's something that I yes. talked about at length when we first talked about this game, the very first Cast Ice uh, episode that we talked about this game way back when, a year and a half ago. It was, before the game came out, was I was excited that you could create, like, it isn't necessarily that you need to take the affiliations. You can run a perfectly acceptable list. You can still be viable. You can still play games and have fun running the teams that maybe aren't represented on the tabletop. And what got me really excited about that is, now that I've painted my Hawkeye, now that I've painted my vision in white, now that I have certain characters, and I know Moon Knight is coming, I have my Iron Man painted in Silver Sphinx armor, I can run my West Coast Avengers team. Yeah, absolutely. From when I read the West Coast Avengers in the late 80s, early 90s, I'm excited about that. And it's, and I'm thinking, ooh, is there somewhere where I can get a Tigra model and then maybe <laughs> use Black Widow or another character? Yeah, Gamora, there you go, um, as sort of the counts as, and then I can field that. But if I do that, you know, there's no Captain America. But as my buddy Nick pointed out, um, you know, just because I don't have the leader for the affiliation, I'll have enough Avengers in that team that I can still claim it as a quote-unquote Avengers team, and I right. can use tactics cards, exactly yeah. Avengers tactics cards, which you know I hadn't even considered. I just thought you don't have the leader, you don't have the faction, because that's the way it is with a lot of other games, but not an right. MCP, which is I think is uh, great. Yeah, you just don't get that leadership bonus, is all. Yeah, um, and that is a do... hell of a leadership bonus on the Avengers. The 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 it's discount on good. powers is awesome. Uh, it's pretty good. Uh, it, 
you know, and uh, one thing that I don't think we've also not spoken about are the ultimate encounters. Yes, and I'm glad you did because that was my last talking point. How good are those? It's if you don't want to play, head, you know, head to head one on one battles. If you want to have a bunch of mates around and you want to play, you know, together um, collectively. Those are awesome. So there's three, right? There's Hulk, Ultron, and Thanos. And yeah. Describe how they work. So an ultimate encounter is probably the purest narrative experience that you can have in the game. Um, they take um, the, let's just say um, uh, Thanos, right? Um, when you play Thanos in the regular game, he's maybe not as powerful as you might hope Thanos would be, right? Um However, if you play the Ultimate Encounter version of Thanos, he is Thanos with all of those gems. And he is a, you need, and I think you need two teams to counter him or to have a chance of winning. Um, and so he's got, a, it's, he's, got a, he's got a special card um, that changes how he plays. He's got special infinity jams that are not the ones that you play in the regular game. Uh, he can basically make it so he, like his all he gets to go his whole team gets to go twice you know in a game uh, in the ultimate encounter version mm -hmm. so you're really playing these these souped up versions of Thanos and and Ultron and uh, Hulk and what's fun about the Hulk one actually is that Hulk is not the bad guy in this uh, scenario no everyone else is right everyone else is the bad guy they're gamma poisoned and he's trying to fix them um uh but you're playing these really powerful versions that maybe I think it's a way for the people who complain about sometimes the characters not representing the pure strength that they might mm -hmm. um, uh, in the regular game, because, you know, gameplay reasons, you can't have Thanos just come in and just make everyone disappear. Uh, so, uh, but you kind of get that version of Thanos in the ultimate encounter yeah. and you can play, um, Thanos brings in Black Order members uh, to fight with him. He he's super powerful with the gems, but at the same time he's taken on two teams. And there's actually like sort of like a video game in these Ultimate Encounters. There are difficulty levels, um, and so you can choose to play it on normal, easy, or easy, normal, or hard, or something like that. Um, so if you've you've gotten to the point where the other team can regularly win on easy, you can say, well, okay, fine, we're going to play Thanos on hard mode now. Uh, and and really kind of run these. You can do the the Infinity Gauntlet final battle, right? Yes. Uh, Which I was just thinking, right? The all will be metal um, fight from the comic books. Uh, and I've seen people model their their Ultron with the cloak from that storyline. Mm -hmm. uh, and I, it's there. Those are not competitive scenarios in any way, shape, or form. Um, and and in those, I think it's perfectly fine to bring whatever characters you want that think that we would be attacking this ultimate threat. Um, uh, you know, you don't have to bring the Avengers, right? You can bring all the spiders plus, um, you know, green goblin who's decided that, you know, he's disguised worse than Peter. Parker. That would probably actually never happen, but uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, exactly. that's a bad example, bad, bad example, example. But, you, but you can do it anyway. Yeah. You can do it anyway. Uh, and and you can have Peter and Green Goblin fighting on the same side if you're some sort of heretic against Infinity infused uh, Thanos or mm -hmm. super ultra powerful Ultron because you know in the comics Ultron is an Avengers level threat. Oh yeah, absolutely you know, by himself. He can, 
he can by himself and so you get that that ultron so in that cool. ultimate encounter and two of those ultimate encounters are free um mm-hmm. on their website you can download the ultron one and the hulk one and just play them out um the thanos one of course you have to buy the thanos pack um to play it but he also um, does it, come with like all the infinity stones which are in other he places does, he with, so he, he comes with the yeah. card the cards he comes with the um, tokens that you need for that scenario he comes with the big throne mm-hmm. um which is part of the scenario oh cool i didn't realize that yeah it's a it, you set it down it's part of the set piece papa brought his rascal chair to disneyland and and <laughs> and uh and <laughs> like uh I, like deadpool's taco truck one might almost say it might end up being an ultimate encounter how fun would that be would right? other people think that is that is not me <laughs> yeah exactly i'm like eh. I see my ver- I read the original Deadpool books, um, but then I stopped reading comics. So I'm a, I'm where a Deadpool's Deadpool gone, I'm a Deadpool hater. Yeah. Um, that's my hot take of the episode. Oof. Um, so yeah. many hot takes. Don't like the X Men. Don't like Deadpool. Ugh. Oh, I like the X Men. I just don't. I didn't. Read I don't it as like a kid. the. Yeah. I don't like the breaking the fourth wall thing that they've been doing for thirty years. Yeah. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. I'm like, ah, that was that was funny the first time in the nineties. Um, yeah. Yeah. But it's okay. I get why people like him. He's certainly an appealing character. Yeah. Might be the only pack I don't buy. Oh, so I'm far. definitely buying it, but not for Deadpool. I'm buying it for Hydra Bob. I want because it's <laughs> Hydra Bob is supposed to be in the Cabal faction, so I can add a Hydra lackey to my Red Skull. Yes, I want that. Anyway, I, yeah. I think if anyone wanted to play this game and they wanted to play a a fun group um, like party game. Mm-hmm. I think that the ultimate encounters are a really great way to do that. They'd be really great at conventions. Yes. Uh, uh, when we can do that, like the before times. Um, but I, I, cause I, I think if you don't want to run tournaments, you don't have to, and you don't have to run these ultra exactly. competitive things either. You can run these ultimate encounters mm-hmm. and you can play with a team of your buddies against one of your friends. You know, it's still got some competitive elements, mm-hmm. but I think they're more fun uh, in some ways. Uh, yeah. They're certainly, they've got, a, they're much more dripping in narrative. Mm-hmm. Um, I've played the Hulk one a couple of times and the Hulk one is just, it's like a wrestling match. Uh, it feels like WWE. I almost said WWF cause I'm an old, but, mm-hmm. but yeah, that's, uh, I think, I think they're super fun and I think more people would enjoy that. Nice. Well, man, I think we could probably talk about MCP and the narrative and start getting into maybe some of the stories and the other things we like about the game forever. I think we just gushed. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we're, we're at an hour and a half. I think we should probably stop. But Fair. Fair. But I think we should definitely do this again uh, at some point soon because, I mean, this is your second time coming on to talk about MCP and... I think uh, especially once we get a couple more of the new faction leaders for existing factions, and I think you know once we get some more of those awesome B, C grade characters, Moon Knight, um, I think it'll be great to come back and talk about it, especially since at that point, theoretically, I'll know what I'm talking about, and we can have maybe right. a slightly more... I don't want to say uh, tactical discussion because then, you know, I don't, I don't think it's ever going to be... I think this character isn't, you know, the efficiencies, blah, blah, blah. But I think we can still definitely dig into the narrative and talk about maybe how to bring those to life maybe a little bit more. But, dude, as always, Jeremy, thank you so much for coming on, man. It's always a pleasure having you. 
super fun. Guys, I know 2020 has been an absolute bastard. Uh, I, it's just, it's been one of those years, right? Um, hopefully that the end of this year sees you safe and well, and hopefully 2021 is going to be better for all of us. Um, I wish all of you the very best. And like our buddy Casey always says, when you're playing the games that we know and love, I hope your dice roll hot. And yes, that is really appropriate for MCP. I hope your beverages are cold, but more than anything else, we at Cast Dice hope that you are having fun. Stay safe out there, guys. Good night. Stop.